and I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh, I just enrolled in the graphic design program. He was like, oh, you weren't already? <laughs> Welcome to Did I Do That? It's a podcast about making graphic design and making mistakes because it's all part of the process. I'm Sean Schumacher, and joining me today, a very special guest. She's a native Oregonian and freelance senior graphic designer whose work ranges from production that is painstakingly accurate and fast-paced to activations and branding, where a lot of exciting parts and pieces come together. Previously, she served in roles at We Make PDX, The Study, Brave New Day, and Flight Deck Studio, and... She was one of my students back in the day. It's Celestia Caradio. Did I do it right? I feel like I fucked it up. <laughs> car radio. Car radio. Celestia it's Car Radio. The inventor of the car radio. <laughs> Don't quote us on that. Yeah. It's when you're a teacher, you're very rarely saying anyone's last name is the thing. Thank you for being here, Celestia, on this very early morning, this very gray morning in October. It is, of course, the spooky season. The spooky season is upon us. Yes, it is. Are you are you a big fan of spooky seasons? Oh, big fan. <laughs> big fan. We've been decorating for a month and a half now. Really? Yeah. So, so you're, oh, yeah. you're getting way out ahead of it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We look forward to it every year. <laughs> I have a basement full of Halloween decorations. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it's kind of a problem. Are you doing the whole setup like into the yard, into the like Oh, everything. Okay. Yard, house, like most of the regular house stuff goes away. Really? Yeah. Are you it's like that? Wow. So you you this is a total home transformation oh, yeah. for this time. Yes. And then it all just goes how soon after after the spooky season ends are, is this stuff going back to basement land? Back to the land that spiders normally exist in. <laughs> we shoot, usually like within the week. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so get fast it up turnaround. And get it down. Yeah, we love holidays. Any excuse to decorate and have people over. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's it's a guaranteed a good time. Um <laughs> and I, I, I wanted I wanted to bring this up, even though this is going to definitely come out in November. I, I feel like this is sort of our Halloween episode a little bit. Perfect. <laughs> And also just just to highlight how fantastically bad I am at timing these things out, because uh, I, I very easily could have fixed this sooner. Um, I also wanted to bring it up because I, I moved recently. Um, I, I have I have a a a place to live that is different than the place that I used to live. Um, no qualifiers there. <laughs> truly a statement of fact that we can all agree on all the parties involved. And I, it's been a while since I moved, and I, I, I noticed that my YouTube targeted ads, which are now unavoidable, uh, have um, changed. And I am now being served targeted ads for a tech startup cremation business. Oh. <laughs> oh. What does that even mean? Um, well, this is a company that uh, has, has you know, of course, the single noun name. Um, I. Maybe I should just say the name rather than trying to. It's a company called After, um, okay. which is already a kind of. I don't know if that's the one. I don't know if you should be going with that one, friends. But good, good one. It's I better guess better than what I was thinking. <laughs> Please give me your pitch for, for the for the alternative name for this company. I mean, I was thinking all sorts of morbid things. <laughs> Smoke. Fire. Oh, boy. Uh, these are not the ones I feel like you want to lean into <laughs> no, definitely uh, in not. the cremation business. That's a little too <laughs> it's a little too forward, I feel like. Way too. Um, I, it's also been interesting to kind of watch over the past like two months the progression of these ads because it's every single time I watch a YouTube video, I get what? served one of these. So I they are absolutely convinced that I am in need of funerary services. <laughs> Um, I think Do they know something you don't. I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Creepy. Um, but the the progression starting today has been uh, like it started very solemn. And now today it is literally just they served me an ad that was full of bits like comedy bits. What? And I don't know. Like they're kind of taking an, a, a page out of the insurance company playbook where it's like. This should be a serious business, but this is really the wrong track. Yeah. 
definitely. That ain't right. The thing about it, too, is like the way that the company is pitching itself is it's like pre-planning for your own funeral, um, which is a little terrifying as well. Um, because it does kind of suggest that maybe if I continue to live here, like, is this commercial a threat to me? <laughs> I like, think it might be. That, that's what me. I'm concerned about. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the inevitabilities of life. But I, yeah, still, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not that far gone. I hope. <gasps> Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yeah, that's true enough. I mean, I could walk right out there and get hit by the max just yeah. right now. It could happen. I don't look when I cross that street. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sean. <laughs> it's, just, it's a dangerous time. Um, uh, the, other, the other thing I was thinking about in, in relation to this problem, though, is like, this is not the first time I've been targeted for funeral services. At like the the last apartment that I lived in before the one I moved out of, I would regularly get mail addressed to somebody else, but like direct mail for mortuary services What? where they were like sending out a postcard saying like, hey, do you want 20 percent off your funeral? Which is a good deal. Let's not get it twisted. That is definitely a a good one. But still, it's... (laughs) Well, you're prepaying, I guess, for your postmortem life, huh? Yeah. So all the companies are convinced, every other place that I live, that I'm either about to die or that I'm... I mean, really, that I'm about to die and that I need to... I need to take some stock of myself. The universe might be directing this. I, when I was house hunting, I looked at a house that was right next to, no, I wasn't house hunting. You weren't on the television show House Hunters? No, no. I was just messing around and, oh, there was a house for sale right behind the crematory. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a vibe killer. I feel like every yeah. day if you're waking up, you know, next to that. Like I feel like you drive by a place like that, you can kind of avoid thinking about yes the but activity like happening there out there gardening. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, smokestacks going, huh? Uh, you mm, know. Uh, mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. I mean, your plants are probably really fertile. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. I don't know what they oh, burn God. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Embalming fluid and stuff. I don't know. Oh God. Toxic. Oh God. It's yeah. It's it seems like a dangerous time. Um, yeah, I think about that too in relation to like there used to be a bunch of like mortuaries around town, and now all of them have been torn down and replaced with apartment buildings. <laughs> How many people don't know that they're living on a like mortuary? Yeah, and what is in the ground yeah. and the energy? Um, Big believer in energy, so. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, I mean, these might be haunted apartment buildings. Brand new haunted apartment buildings. Yes. That can happen. Really? You think yeah. so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New buildings can totally be haunted. Do you think the ghosts are happier there because they're like, oh, I was going to be angry, but actually, like, wow, they have a dishwasher in every apartment <laughs> and, like... I mean, the washer dryer is like small, but it's like it's your own and it's not coin op. That's pretty good. Hard to say. I mean, if the ghosts were from before when we had dishwashers, they. (laughs) You mean to tell me, forsooth, that I can put my my dirty dishes into this device and as if God himself touched them, they can be cleaned? Magic. Magic. Witchcraft, I dare yeah. say. Definitely witchcraft. Although I'm dead, so what do I care? <laughs> do I really am I this concerned with the living's sort of business at this stage? It feels like I can kind of do whatever. Why am I really getting into this? <laughs> the petty ghosts. Maybe that's yeah. just it. The ghosts are petty. Takes all types. The ghost of Richard Petty. He's hanging out. <laughs> He's hanging out in my apartment. <laughs> Have you have you ever lived in a haunted place? Well, <laughs> I don't believe I've lived in a haunted place, but I do have a friend who is sensitive. Oh. And she has told me that we have a spirit in the house. In in your house. In my house. Is it in is, my house that I own? <laughs> is it an older house? Is it that kind of 1908. Okay, yeah, that's plenty of time. And the spirit talks to her and she will ask if it's cool, you know? Yeah. Or if I want to hear what's up. 
And the spirit had told her there was something going on in the northwest corner of my home. Oh. And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm, I have to get my sewer redone. <laughs> like, I know. I know, ghost. I know how we call the house spirit. I've been checking in there. It seems like there's like a buildup. You should. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I I'm, just, I as a ghost want to just kind of save you the money of like dealing with a contractor like after this is too much of a problem. <laughs> I just figured it was upset that it knew because I had to cut through the whole basement floor to rerun a sewer line because oh. we we're on a party line. Oh, God. Which is the opposite of a party. No, it's uh, very unfun. Uh, yeah, unfun. So I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, totally. Then, I don't know, a couple months later, the upstairs bathroom started leaking into the kitchen. Oh. So I am, like, pretty convinced that's what the spirit was trying to say. (laughs) Had nothing to do with the sewer and getting a new sewer line and upset that the basement floor was going to get cut. This is literally a ghost that is potentially a plumber or something, knows that there's, there's issues that you know, yeah. a backlog of, of upstairs plumbing issues. Exactly. And once so, it gets through the floor, then that's more of a problem. Oh, oh, it was a problem. <laughs> I don't have to tell you that, though. It was a problem. It's yeah. no longer a problem. Oh, but, boy. So, house spirit, yes. I, I, And our friend can't say necessarily whether it's like a person or just like a general energy in the house, but we live with the house spirit. Well, I'm glad that your house spirit is at least being generous to you. Yeah. And I hope your house spirit is definitely enjoying the spooky times that are going on right now. We really like to think that house spirit does. Yeah. Likes to have a full house. Oh, man. What a, those houses on Full House were so old. I bet. Oh. I bet there's all kinds of spooky ghosts. Oh yeah, and there. probably same era as my house. Yeah, because the big earthquake uh, in San Francisco was like 1906. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember reading because I think the houses where that where they shot the exteriors for Full House, like the park in front of it, is like a big like essentially like cemetery for victims of the earthquake yeah i believe that i believe that i just know a lot of their uh houses and stuff are same era as mine yeah 1908 wow Uh, that was the rebuild yeah san francisco has a lot of fascinating history actually with cemeteries and bodies and Oh, yeah. Isn't there like a seawall made of headstones? Oh, is there? And they moved the bodies from San Francisco. I don't believe you can bury people in San Francisco anymore. I could be wrong about that. I, I think you're right. I think they all have to it's be like all, in South San Francisco. Yes. yes. So they moved them to a different city. Yeah. Outside of San Francisco. That's pretty wild. I mean, we 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 used to have more cemeteries here. Like, I know there used to be a cemetery in Old Town. Like, the what? very first Portland cemetery was like now where whoa, like the Max Station is around the uh, the fountain. So it's haunted. Yeah, and I, I think there was also a cemetery that they sort of semi discovered when they were uh, like digging out the uh, the four hundred five. <laughs> Oh my god. Like gosh. around Burnside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought they had to halt construction when that kind of stuff happened. Nah, in Not other, back then. In other parts of the world. Yeah. Not here. <laughs> here they're just like, eh, I don't know. Keep digging. We'll figure it out. <laughs> also, I'm here to fix your plumbing. Sorry. A ghost told me to come. The I, I communicate with ghosts. I'm I'm the star of the television show medium. You don't you haven't watched that show in a long time because you don't have broadcast television, but I'm on it now. Everyone else left. It's me. My name's Mario. (laughs) I don't know. This is nothing. (laughs) My trademark character, Mario. Uh, The ghost of Mario. The ghost of Mario. Uh, R.I.P. We we knew him so well. Now he's haunting his brother, who's also afraid of ghosts. So bad. Um... (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I guess that's where we're going to transition out of this bit. Uh, <laughs> Ghost. Good God. Yeah, is it my um, great-grandpa? 
So Celestia, you were you were one of my students back in the day. Um, I think that was like almost ten years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious, like you know, I saw you sort of at the end of your design education career, but like, yes. what? Where did you start with design? Like, what got you into this to begin with? Well, always knew I wanted to be an artist. Uh, my dad was a fifth and sixth grade teacher growing up at a local elementary school, but he was also a wood and stone sculptor. Oh, really? Yes. So my dad has always been an artist, and it wasn't weird or anything for me to want to be an artist growing up. Yeah. The gate was already open. Yeah. You yeah, weren't, no you weren't being pressured into economics or something like no, that. No, no. Not pressured in a school or anything. In high school, they kind of cut a lot of programs, oh. <laughs> and art was one of those. So I started, uh, I think they had some sort of deal with Lane Community College, as in Eugene. I could take art classes at the community college. Oh, interesting. So I did part-time at the community college and part-time in traditional high school. So I started doing art classes, figure drawing, figure sculpture. Figure sculpture? Yeah. Yeah, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you really you got to yeah. hold that pose for uh, a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it was figure sculpture. I mean, it seems like it would be a thing, right? Uh, yeah. Like, that's got to be what... Re- I, I'm not a sculptor. I have no clue... The closest thing I've ever sculpted was making my car trunk out of cardboard. Excuse me? Uh, that was that was our, we had to take like a 3D design class, probably kind of similar to maybe ones that you had to take at Lane, but like ours were out of cardboard because um, the university did not have uh, money for better materials. Okay, okay. So it was like, find a thing that you have in your life. And the teacher specifically suggested car part because it was a commuter school. And so everybody had a car. And I had this giant car, this like Mercury Grand Marquis, which is like a old police cruiser. Okay. Um, and all the car parts are just like massive. <laughs> So the trunk was like the smallest continuous part that I could make. And what? it was like basically twice as big as I was. Okay. Very yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Less less engaging to make than probably figure sculpture. I'm going to uh, just yeah. throw out there. So I realized like I am not a fine artist. As hard as I tried, not into it. I need like more tools and stuff to help me out. So I did know that I wanted to get my AOT, Associate of Arts, Oregon, transfer degree. So then I could have some time to kind of figure it out. Uh, My mom worked at the community college also while I was there. So I got a sweet deal. Yeah. Which helped with all of that. And getting into art classes, one of my pieces, well, a series of pieces I have here. Was this sort of in the high school like transition period or was this I, after you I kind of I think this was like right after. Okay. So I always felt like I didn't like fully fit in. It's kind of a non-traditional school, of people of all ages from all over the place. And Lane's a little out of Eugene oh, too. Oh yeah, it's, it's like out of Eugene. Even... It's like right off I-5. Yeah. And the bus ride like takes forever to get out there <laughs> and like good luck. There there's no like good bike way to bike out there it's like very dangerous to bike out there actually yeah. and i i was bike and bus commuter still am and i made these pieces which are let's see they're very like black and white very graphic paper cuts yeah are these like for like contrast studies i think so i can't exactly remember what it was for it was for some sort of uh art class it wasn't in the graphic design program yet Ooh, my craft is like kind of hilarious on some of these but i mean this is one of your very first classes <laughs> i and you're doing extremely complex things to 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 tell the viewer like complex. these are pretty detailed like uh i think they're construction paper yeah. is that right it's like just straight up and you have done like this pretty complicated like layered line work in some of them like 
like kind of stacking individual lines, creating textures and and like strong visuals with different weights. And then some of them you actually have curved shapes, which are pretty like accurately round. I have to think that you had like a (laughs) protractor or something. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Um hard to say yeah but so i showed up to class with with my final pieces here and it was clear that like i was kind of doing something different (laughs) than what everybody else was doing yeah what was everyone else doing for this i think they were just like much more basic and not as like over the top i don't know if we had to have a series of i mean how many do we even have here three four five six Seven, eight, nine. I have nine pieces here. Like, I don't know if that's what was required at all. Oh, I so was just clearly like digging it. You maybe just kept going. I think I might have just, yeah, overachiever in me, just like go, go, go. So I realized I was different than the other art students, which is fine. So I had already made it through the AOT program for, I don't know, a little while at this point. And I went to San Francisco. My, yes. m- my dad's side of the family's from the Bay, too. So shout out San Francisco. And I remember going to a shop uh, in the Mission District, and I really loved like how it was set up, the window displays. I think it was some like paper craft stuff, oh. which is kind of my jam. And I asked when I was checking out, you know, oh, the shop looks so great. Like, who does it or whatever? And they're like, oh, we have a graphic designer who does it for us, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, a graphic designer. I had no <laughs> clue. I had no clue what a graphic designer was or anything like that. I'm 21. No clue. So I get back, go back to Eugene from my birthday trip, change my major. Got enrolled in the graphic design program. Just like that. Just like that. I was like, okay, yes, perfect. I I can be more focused. And then I saw the instructor for for these paper cut pieces. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh, I just enrolled in the graphic design program. He was like, oh, you weren't already? Gosh darn it. Like, if somebody could have just told me Ooh, yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like a step could have been removed there. Although you, you had, in a way, like... Having having done some of that same stuff on the in the instruction side of being like, oh yeah, you should you should maybe consider this this major or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes it does work better to have the person discover it on their own because yeah. like nobody listens to me. Let's be honest. Totally. Same of every teacher. <laughs> it's not just my problem. Yeah. Um, I just didn't even know it existed. I didn't have yeah. a word for the type of art that I am interested in. Yeah. So got enrolled in the graphic design program at Lane. And that is when this beautiful <laughs> CD. I have a a CD here. Yes, mixtape, compact disc in a jewel case. <laughs> in, in uh, a... <laughs> the ASMR. Nice. nice... <laughs> is that good? I yeah. I think Let's the ASMR. Was... Ooh, jewel cases <laughs> did make such fascinating and like satisfying sounds. <laughs> People, people who have lived in the era of completely digital music, you don't know how tactile everything used to be. Oh, oh, I'm a big record collector too, actually. So I'm, I'm still like very much into the tactile music packaging. Mm. It's a whole experience, mm. and you don't get to have that from mm. just a, you know, like a 600 by 600 JPEG in the yeah. corner of Spotify. <laughs> no. So my love for music packaging, you would never know by the. <laughs> design of the cd i can't remember exactly what the assignment was was this in like one of your first one of my first one of my first design classes so this was i don't know maybe 2009 or 10 okay and it has like a a grid okay you can actually 
I made a Spotify playlist. Oh! <laughs> I made a Spotify playlist of this CD. After the fact or before? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. So I could listen to this mixtape. You... Because you, I it's a CD. Where, where am I? Where where am I supposed true. to listen yeah, to this? Yeah, no longer so have a device I'm, that plays those. I really needed to listen to this mixtape. I was sure that everybody in my class was gonna like. I was gonna make perfect sense. Yeah, like this is me in a nutshell, like over the top weird, like vintage stuff from my room. <laughs> my troll ceramic troll. Chia pet <laughs> down here. Aww. I still have Trolley to this day. Oh my god, he, he lives in my kitchen. I love Trolley. Pre pre redesigned trolls. But like, I thought this was just me to a freaking T. Like, we got my little Celestia Grace stencil. I loved <laughs> spray painting that stencil and just like whatever my little tag here. Did you scan it in? And I think okay. So that- I think these photos must have been taken. With, because we didn't have, you know, smartphones or anything. Yeah. At least I didn't. I, I think didn't it either. was taken with a Nikon Cool Picks, <laughs> which was a point and shoot camera. Uh-huh. Which at the time I got it, it was like state of the freaking art, Every- like hundreds of dollars for this camera. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's probably 90% of the images that are still on Flickr are shot with those. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yes. I'm sure that's, yes. like, the number yes. one, like, <laughs> camera brand, the Nikon Coolpix. And I I found it in my basement when I was digging <laughs> through stuff. Also, I was like, why do I have this? It's just, like, electronic trash. But I can't get rid of it. Well, no. I, I can't. That, that battery is some serious e-waste for sure, too. So I, like, took some random photos of textures and things around my room, and then I have this, like... But is is that like American typewriter? I believe it is. So in the center, you have a <laughs> a circular mirror, a, a very Wes Anderson-y looking circular mirror too, as was the style at the time. Yes. Um, and typeset in that is my room, uh, the title my of the room. CD. Sort of why why you have all the things of your room in there. Yeah, like everyone is going to understand this is where I spend my time. This is like how <laughs> I associate myself to the world. So the back is set like also horribly in American <laughs> typewriter. I have like a double hyphen for a M dash with a horrible space in front of Ooh. it. No like... No different weights or anything. It is all just straight up American typewriter. The delineation between the yeah, the, you, you've you've gone for an interesting alignment there, which what is sort of center centered like as the tab of the between the the like artist and the song title. Just bizarre makes for an interesting rag let's put it that way yeah yeah I, it's cut off on yeah. the left hand side oh is it really uh, yeah Ooh. it's probably just poor craft but well you d- you didn't know what like, you know now no not at all no i think i've got this printed at kinko's you know to do it myself and yesterday when listening to this you can find it i, I think it's celestia grace spotify <laughs> Titled My Room, I put a photo of the cover image on there. So if you're just like dying to know, that's the cover image. Maybe maybe I will link to this uh, playlist. (laughs) It's like, okay, so it's not even like the pacing of the playlist is bad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It was, it's, uh, I just really, I was still angsty. I was still going through like late teen early 20s angst makes sense this like does not represent me (laughs) as like a music (laughs) listener and lover like except for a very small period of time yeah and the artists that are on here like it's not even their bangers necessarily (laughs) (laughs) like it starts with the yeah yeah yes 10 by 10 of which you are wearing their shirt today. Well, I, and I, yes, and I wore this in honor of that, actually, <laughs> because as, as penance. I think, I think the major accomplishment of this mixtape 
is that I have seen most of these artists now. Oh, really? Yes. Actually I, live. Yes. Wow. Actually live. I have seen. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the most recent of the artists to see. But like, I don't super listen to this kind of music anymore. Well, so. it's, I mean, a lot of the artist names that I saw were very, were very of their time. Though, <laughs> yeah. Oh, too. yes. Yes. And, you know, you, you that's like, you're a young person in 2009. Like, and the, even the style of the album, like, I think is very much like, it's referencing things that are actively happening in the world like that, that Wes Anderson aesthetic, like, yes. And I'm sure like probably the storefront in San Francisco was very similar too. like, these were aesthetics yes. that were Charming. like on the rise at that moment. And so like, totally, you're, you're immersing yourself in the culture and just patterns, 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 yeah. like whatever I could get in there, <laughs> color, all sorts of color, just like jam it in there. Yeah. It's a different kind of maximalism. Yes. Yeah. And I have moved away from that and I hope I never go back there again. <laughs> like I am very much a wear all black, like keep it simple and modern kind of person. Well, so you say that, but the aesthetics of, of my youth, the early 2000s are unfortunately back and 10 years from now, almost certainly that stuff is going to be back now, too. Oh, oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming, Sean. I think we're uh, pretty close in age here. <laughs> yeah. And also another hilarious part of this project is that there is, of course, a CD you can actually listen to. And then there is a CD of PSD files. Oh, were you required to turn in I your... I believe wow. so. And I, I'm curious how how these files were even built. Like, and I had never been good at Photoshop. I'm yeah. I'm much better now. But I also like I know I know we were doing some goofs about this. I want to call out the ambition of those uh, of those labels themselves because yeah. the mirror is a key element of the front of the packaging, like that center of mirror. All of it. But like, you've actually gone through the trouble of like labeling these cds with the mirror that goes all the way to the center spindle it's not just like a label that you get it you know at office max or something like how did you even do that it does it might be a legit label like it's it it looks looks really good it's like kind of semi-gloss from what i could tell over here like (laughs) probably because it was laser printed but it i mean I would not expect much more from, like, you know, a Connor Oberst CD of that era. <laughs> oh, I think gosh, would also have a, vibe, uh, have a spooky vibe. mirror on it. Oh, gosh, yes. That that was my childhood heart for <laughs> sure. Just teen angst. Just so hard. There was a lot of angst in the air oh, at that moment, though. Oh, yeah. It's not just you. Oh, early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, what were we doing? <laughs> what were we doing? We thought the world couldn't get much worse. Oh, oh, friends. Oh. oh so what I'm... sweet summer children we were. <laughs> not a care in the world. Jeez oh. Louise. So, yeah, I made it through the program at Lane. And I knew that I had the technical skills. Yes. Concept was missing. Which is often the case for transfers. That's, you know, like community colleges are often training folks to be like able to do work at the production level, like right as soon as they get out. And that means you got to speed past certain things. Yep, exactly. So I knew I wanted to get the concept end of things more and dive deeper into graphic design. And so I decided to transfer to PSU to get my graphic design degree here. And I was focused. I did research on my teachers. And oh, like, really? Who, who did I want to, who did I think that I would vibe with and, you know, be mentored by and connect with? Because I came here... I don't know, I was 24 or yeah. something maybe. So I was already like, I was focused. I had already had those messing around years where I was trying to figure out myself and finally found my clear path. And you're moving to a new city. You're moving to yes. a much, much bigger city. <laughs> yes. So even starting here at PSU was like a little rough moving to a new city. My apartment was not ready for me. That's a problem. You do need to live in an apartment so of some kind. I stayed at the hostel oh, in God. Northwest. <laughs> 
the one for that was also what I did when I was waiting for student housing to oh open up for me. Yeah. Look at us, Sean. The the old the Northwest Guest House. Yeah. Thank goodness for yep. you. I stayed there for well, I was supposed to be there for two weeks, but I stayed there for one week. It was really hard to get my homework done. Yeah. I was like over ambitious. I was in the class where uh, you did like a title sequence. Oh, like, oh, wait. So I do want to back up, though. You are like. I was in class. You were in class yeah. in the hostel. In, yes. In like dorm beds. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, yes. In the women's. There's like a women's room. Yeah. that's like eight beds or whatever. So I didn't really have space to work. But really, I remember that being a somewhat chaotic environment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a big building. No alarms going off in someone's locker. No one can get to it. Yeah. You know, everyone's snoring, whatever. But I had the genius idea. I, I mentioned earlier, like I'm in a paper crafting and stuff. And yeah. I really I made a lot of like artist books. I really like bookbinding and that kind of stuff. So coming out of Lane, I was still kind of in like the book binding and that's what can make me be like different than other design students. Yeah. But I had the genius idea of making a freaking artist book for my title sequence. Oh, that is actually very clever. So I was like hand cutting out all sorts of stuff. I remember going to like paper source. <laughs> And getting, like, colorful papers and, like, you know, all the supplies I needed. But to do book binding, you really need, like, a space of your own. Yeah, it's kind of a spread out <laughs> yeah. uh, profession. You kind of need some key equipment that you probably don't want to leave unlocked I, in the hostel. Uh, yes, exactly. So I was always, like, a little wild. little... <laughs> Overly ambitious, always doing something like a little weird and unexpected, but like I didn't realize it was weird and unexpected until time to present. Yeah, no, no one else had a bound book for their title sequence. No, no. Did, did I mean was it successful? Like, did you did you get? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. It was pretty like basic and straightforward, but I knew that I. I wanted to continue like doing bookbinding and that kind of stuff. And I got my first internship here in Portland. I think that was one of the projects that probably like, you know, kicked me off on that. So you're, you're, you're showing your ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Were you like, I'm weird. Were you (laughs) (laughs) like, what was the, what was the turnaround time between like that project and getting that internship? Was it like, you know, that's a good question. I don't remember, but it was before I hit the review. Yeah. So I gave myself a year between coming to PSU and preparing for the review. I knew I was going to be too weird if I came in <laughs> only with my community college stuff like and artist books. And I knew that was going to be like a little too out of the box. I mean, maybe not, but. I, w- I wanted to make sure I passed. Yeah, I, I, I think fair, and I think like because you were because you were coming to it late too. Like yeah. it made sense to give yourself a little bit more space to explore this field. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. So then I passed the review. Thankfully, it wasn't too painful. <laughs> <laughs> I did get an artist book in there also, which was cool. So I did show some work from a previous graphic design program. That's good. Yeah, very good. And then I slowly but surely made it through the final two years of the PSUGD uh, program here. As you were doing your, your internship, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That wasn't my first internship either. Actually, I had an internship in Eugene. Oh, really? In the graphic design program. Yeah, I actually wow. had an internship for a web designer. And I had my first job as a graphic designer in Eugene also. Holy before shit. So you coming had a, to Portland. You had a lot of stuff coming yeah. up here. Yeah. I actually left my coffee shop barista job i was a barista for almost four years and one of my clients at the coffee shop she needed someone to design 
decks. Yeah. Presentation decks for it. And it was more money than I ever thought I could even make. And wow. I was like, heck yeah. Okay, I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I, I was already planning on moving to Portland. So, you know, it, it was time. It was time to, like, transition and then transition again. So near the end of PSU GD. So I was feeling, like, pretty comfortable here feeling good about my design work, feeling good about like program skills, technical skills, that kind of stuff. Feeling yeah. pretty okay about like concept and near the end of my time here at PSU, I had kind of a humiliating like failure oh situation. Really? So I think it was 320 or something like the information design class yes i think so so the project was to i think we had to make some sort of a campaign okay some sort of a campaign and you were to present your initial ideas to like some designers in the community oh yes okay so my initial idea I'm glad I could find this uh, <laughs> you, presentation. You've, you've pulled up your your original deck from this project that I yes. assume was was to present to the community. Yes. So this was to present to it was a pretty hip small studio here in town that uh, we we're supposed to get feedback from, and so my whole concept was about like good beer versus bad beer, like. I have a lot of friends who drink crappy beer. Like, why are they drinking crappy beer? Yeah. Like, I come from Eugene, the home of Ninkasi and Oakshire, and what do we have? Hop Valley. Like, good beer. Yeah, it it's readily available here, and often not very expensive if you if you know where to look. Yeah, exactly. And it's more about like eating and drinking locally and supporting uh, local businesses and having you know sustainable organic i don't know about healthy but probably healthier (laughs) probably healthier than some like gmo grain you know yeah sure give that to you so anyways i presented this campaign to get people to drink better beer and i already had some like basic ideas colors some like just quick little logos some like typography, just some stuff that I like want to feedback on, right? Not like not too bad or anything. No, it seems very straightforward. It feels like a good pitch deck to me, right? Yeah, they tore me apart. Okay. Oh gosh, they just went off on me. I was mortified. Ooh. I was totally mortified. They basically were like, "Scrap it." There's, All of it. There's nothing like salvageable. nothing in here. Oh. Like it was horrible. That's a that's an interesting approach. It was it was the most humiliated I've ever been like presenting anything. So, being the overachiever that I am, I was like, okay, well, crap. I can't just like remix this. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to get a good grade if I don't come back and do, you know, do something different. Did they even like give you anything that would give it you would... a ground to stand on? For no. What? Oh, good. And ah! I... Oh, that's a good, that's a good situation. And I remember they, they did it to someone else also. Oh, So boy. I wasn't the only one, but like I was feeling pretty confident and it just like took me down. I, I huh. don't really like public speaking or anything like that, but you know. It was horrible. So I came back and I was like, okay, I'm going to like do something different. It's no longer like a mail campaign or whatever. I'm going to do a board game to educate people about beer. A great idea. Yeah. And actually, oh, I, wow. I think it turned out really fun personally. Yeah. So you have, you've taken out a box. It is a huge like you, box. You can really see my craft has come together here. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Oh, this board is gorgeous. Right. You you know what the right materials to use for these things too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, a book this board. This is like some thick book hard, hardcore book board. And then there's like answers and like 
Good little Trivia. spinner that actually spins. Yeah, I just like re, you know, remixed some, for the, like, some other spinner. Different styles of beer. Yeah. And I made like what? little, yeah, little oh different styles of beer glasses. The little game pieces are different beer glasses. Yeah. So, oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. That explains like the game pieces okay. and like the different pieces of the board. So you, it's like it's part education about like what what the utility of each of these are and like that kind of thing. But it's yeah. also like, you know, trying to get people inspired and excited about about beers. Yeah. And get educated. You yeah. Know? And I think it is it a drinking game, too. Uh, I think it might be. <laughs> let's see. Uh, all players spin to see who uh, goes first by spinning the highest number. Uh, the first player starts at the top circle. Players may... Oh, yeah. Uh, for each correct answer, mark one point and take a drink. Uh, players may only drink when points are awarded or be punished by a one-point deduction. Um, so I guess if you drink... Is, am I reading that right? If you drink when you are not awarded a point, then you, You're you in lose trouble. a point? Yes. <laughs> yes. You need to learn. You, you, the only way you can drink is if you're learning here, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so that turned out like really fun. This is major such a, pivot. Major yeah. pivot from the campaign. You have pitch. a whole like set of trivia cards and stuff over mm-hmm. there. Like this must have taken forever to yes. put together. Like a game is not a small project. Yeah, no, not at all. And you like this is you've already probably last, lost half the term doing the the pitch. So you're turning this around in essentially half the time that the project would normally take. Yeah, I I really like Wow. That just like added fuel to my fire <laughs> yeah. to like really come back and be like, okay, well, I'll show them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll show them. I'm going to just like bust my butt on this thing. Yeah. But the great thing that came out of this actually is at Fresh, our PSU graduating class portfolio show. Yeah. I met one of my greatest freelance clients to this day. Really? Who has sent me the most clients. Wow. Yeah. And it was it was this board game because he was trying to do like a gamification of something on a website. And I was the only one with, you know, something weird. Game. You, I mean, this is... Talk about like a, a success like turnaround. Yes. Did you ever hear back from those original people? Like, did they ever have a a second look at this or was that just no no i don't believe and that's even funny too because i don't what? believe i, I don't believe there was follow-up huh. i could be wrong but so i don't think so these people just got to go like well off yeah. i go i'll never yeah. see any of you again uh, yeah interesting yeah hmm <laughs> i don't think that's how it works anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it caused me to completely pivot, and in the end, it turned out really positive. And I'm still working on like my public speaking skills and presenting skills to this day. You know, always going to be a struggle. Well, it's the hardest thing to do. It's um, difficult. In one of my classes, my my uh, my show and tell class, I do a survey at the beginning because you have to do some public speaking in that class. Yeah. How many people are excited about public speaking? I, I would say. It is robustly in a class where more excited than usual, fifteen uh, percent are even okay with the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. It's hard, you know. We you get into this because you're thinking visually. You're not you're not thinking about you know the cell necessarily. Yes, and now I am more comfortable with that over the years. Like doing freelance stuff, I really like to work with clients who I vibe with on a personal level. I work with a lot of women run businesses, small businesses, local businesses, usually more Eugene area actually. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Keeping keeping it close to home. Yeah. <laughs> keeping it close. That's where I feel like my strengths are, but having chill corporate clients like I've gotten more comfortable with that yeah. over the last handful of years. So after you graduate, like what where do you go next? What what sort of takes you into your career? 
Well, I got hired on doing a lot of like logos and stuff for more like feel good clients, I guess you'd say. <laughs> Some like nonprofits and small businesses yeah. and that kind of thing, events. Then I went freelance for a while. Yeah. I have I have a like history of working in a studio and then freelance and then working and freelance. I, so, that's normal. Yeah, though. totally. I, and I enjoy freelance, but the business management part of it is just like not sustainable for me. I can do it for a while, but you got to wear forever. a lot of hats. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's tiring and your head gets hot. <laughs> Definitely. So I, yeah, started working for another local studio here, and that was the first, like, corporate big-name clients, that uh, stuff that I worked on. And that studio split, and I went with one half and continued doing that work. So I did that same work for, like... Four years or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, for a while. So I actually really enjoyed the corporate production with a sprinkle of like fun, creative activities in there a couple times a year. But there's there's a certain straightforwardness to that, which yeah. can be nice. Yes. Es- especially, I mean, I've, I've definitely done the nonprofit client uh hustle in a yeah. lot of ways yeah. uh it's certainly more chaotic um yes. you know yes <laughs> and you got to balance your money out too yeah. Yeah. so it can't all be you know feel good clients you do no like, they have no money yeah. they have zero money uh, yeah you got to make money somewhere yeah. so so then i did that for well through early pandemic really yeah I made it through the first, like, bit of the pandemic, and then everything really kind of, like, came tumbling down. Oh. And I went freelance again. After that, I uh, was on contract for over a year at a large agency here in town, which is the first time I worked at, like, an agency. Oh, yeah. So I was contract uh, contract designer for them. So that was really interesting um, coming from the small studio world. Yeah. So I think I'm still, like, very curious about what else there is in that world. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what's next for me, but I think getting out of freelance and moving back towards uh, committing myself as a full-time employee somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have you have an incredible like sense of craft to your work, and that is such a great grounding for doing so many things. Yeah. Like, so you're wanting more corporate type type roles moving forward like yeah agency bigger yeah i'm open to that i'm i'm curious about it yeah i've just gotten like a little taste of agency life for a year just a little bit just one of those little ooh. so but i I, i'm open to going whatever out really i'm not i'm not uh quite sure yet yeah. Well, the 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 road is open, as yes. they say. Finding my community, I think that's the next. That's that's the major theme of my whole life. Yeah. And graphic design career is really about community. Yeah. It, it's important. Community relationships, mentoring, all of those things have allowed me to get where I am, and and I want to feel like I am a part of a community. You know, you're always a part of this community. That's we're better together. <laughs> <laughs> we literally now have a mural upstairs that says "Better Together." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, I felt it. It was yeah. in my bones. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's this building, like asbestos, gets into your bloodstream via your lungs, and then you know it never it's leaves with you forever. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Just to be clear, there's no asbestos in this building as far as we're aware, so don't... Uh... Definitely not looking at ceiling tiles that these may or not, may not... I will say, these are not the variety of ceiling tiles that have the asbestos. Now, certain okay, building, good to know. The okay, ones yeah, that are like uh-huh. glued on the little 12-inch tiles, those are... Uh, okay, those are the ones I have in my basement. Asbestos. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't, don't touch those or screw anything into them. Um, yeah, those things are... <laughs> Those things are almost exclusively made out of asbestos, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, yes, thank you. Tell me that. Thank you so much for being a guest on Asbestos Chat here. <laughs> The number one <laughs> podcast to turn to when you're wanting to uh, identify asbestos uh, asbestos source materials in your home or business. I hope you had a good time. On... <laughs> asbestos chat. Um, if folks want to find more about your work, Celestia, where where can they go to do that? Well, as it is the season of change, like I was saying, working on my portfolio right now. Yes. But that's CelestiaGrace.com. And you can find me on the Instagrams at Celestia Grace. Also not super active on there. I've kind of social media taking a back seat to like me actually living my life. I think that's a better a better <laughs> sense of balance. You can anyway. find me on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Which streets we don't know because the road signs got stolen. Yeah. Whoops. Somewhere. Somewhere. One of them. Um I think I think there's a lot of folks in that boat. It's been rarer and rarer that people actually have an active social media account to plug in this section. Yeah, it just has some like personal photos and every once in a while I'll post a story or something. But yeah, that's about it. I traded my social media in for Duolingo. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Also, what are you learning? Spanish. Spanish, good. Gotta keep, gotta keep it going. I've been learning Spanish since like sixth grade and it's still <laughs> horrible forever. But I'm like over 750 days. Wow. To, you know, yeah. That's pretty that's pretty good. And you had knowledge going into it too, yes. which I feel like helps. Yes, it does. You don't have to relearn the word for apple over and over Mm-mm. and over again. Mm-mm. Could always work on my accent though. That's one of the things. Well, Duolingo doesn't help for that very much. Um I went to Portugal over spring break to be in a conference and I learned Portuguese through Duolingo. And uh I feel like I learned a lot and then I got there and I tried to say it. For um, the first time aloud, and no one knew what I was saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I did just have to speak English most of the time. <laughs> Granted, there is a problem that I also didn't realize, which is it is Brazilian Portuguese that you learn through Duolingo, and that is um, different. <laughs> yes. Okay. Woo. Yeah. Hey, you tried. You the, tried. I I put a lot of effort into something that didn't quite work. <laughs> that didn't quite make sense for where I was going because I didn't look into it enough. That's that's unfortunately how I learn languages. So don't invite me to a foreign country because I won't learn the correct language. Yeah. He'll try. I'll try. I'm going fail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I learned oh. English yet. Um <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here, Celestia. I I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for having and me. And it's Sean. really good to see you. Yeah. Um, and now I need to find the things that I say at the end. Uh, hey, if you're out there listening to this, thank you for listening to it and for hearing it and for um, looking at it. Because I think you probably have to look at it on your phone unless you have some other way of doing it that I am not aware of. It's possible. If you like the show... Uh, whether you're an old listener or a new listener or a, a future listener who's become unstuck in time and is trying to like find find shows that like are going to ground you in time, um, this is probably not the one to look at for that. I would maybe look at some like you know theoretical physics podcasts. I think those are probably going to give you more relevant information, but. Who am I to tell you what your business is? Anyway, uh, you can uh, subscribe to the show by searching for the words that are in the title, but you can also pay a visit to our uh, website, Did I Do That? Design. You can get links to all the platforms from there and find some good, good images that go along with each and every episode, including this one. We can also be found on various social media platforms, uh, such as Instagram, such as YouTube, and such as the one and only LinkedIn. Make LinkedIn weird again, 2023. (laughs) Uh, I'm Sean Schumacher. This is Did I Do That? And as we always say at the end of every episode... Drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) Drink more water. Okay, that's what we always say. Bye! Bye! Easy and fun.
Photoshop now. Yeah. I tried it out the other day. I could not even believe it. It freaked me it's out. It's become a little startling. <laughs> the day will come, like, my weird Photoshop disasters to promote the show. I'm sure, like, I will just be able to type in a prompt to something and it'll make this nightmare art for me. That's what it's doing. I fear that a little bit because it's like, I mean, it's not a money-making vehicle for me, those things. But if I if it ever were, then I would be out of work. I mean, I still have faith that the photo retouchers are always going to do a better job. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But sometimes when I have to be the photo retoucher, then we got a situation. Well, but I feel like you are not going to insert extra fingers on people's <laughs> hands, say. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>